0: Small steps are really important because we're able to do them, and success feeds success.
1: Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. Well, I'm here today with Eric Zimmer. Eric is the host of the One You Feed podcast. He's a behavioral coach and author, serial entrepreneur, and really what's cool about you is you're an overcomer. So I love to talk to people who have been through all kinds of things and have um, overcome them and then help teach the rest of us what that journey was like. And so you have a very compelling story. It's probably hard to do this um, in a concise way, but I'd love to just give a flavor for your journey and particularly how it started out with mouthwash and where it ended.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it started with mouthwash. I got, I got drunk on mouthwash for the first time, and you know, the story ended with me being a homeless heroin addict at the age of 24. So I didn't drink normally when I started drinking, I obviously didn't use drugs normally, and it just got worse from there. And it, at 24, like I said, I was homeless, I had hepatitis C. I had a lot of potential jail time staring me in the face, and so yeah, I was an addict.
1: And in that extraordinarily difficult time, in that dark time, you found your way back. You've overcome it. You went from homeless now to successful entrepreneur. I actually first saw you here on stage. and you were at a TED Talk a couple of years ago, and you were giving this incredibly perfect TED Talk. I would say perfect because (laughs) it was 10 minutes perfectly, if I recall, and it was uh, concise and yet powerful and actionable. And you were using one of my very favorite examples, which is the game of Risk. Ah, I love that game. (laughs) And you really had three steps, and considering your life story, I'd just love to, to talk about that TED Talk since I was in the audience that day. And the very first thing you said, and it relates to the game, is to take small continents. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about that, the small steps and how that makes a difference.
0: Yeah, one of the main themes that has come up in the show and the people I've interviewed and in the behavioral coaching that I do with people is really that if we want to make a change in our life, we are way better off to do it small steps at a time. There are times for a complete overhaul of life. If you're a homeless heroin addict, it's probably a good idea to scrap the whole thing <laughs> and start over. But for most of us, that's not where we are. But we often start by trying to do too much. We're like, well, I've not been exercising, so I'm going to start going to the gym for an hour and a half a day. And that usually doesn't work out, right? We're way- January better off, 1, January one. everybody, right. We're way better off to start with trying to do something like Let me exercise for five or 10 minutes a day, right? To be able to build a daily habit is the really hard work. Once that's done, it's really easy to build upon it. And so small steps are really important because we're able to do them. And success feeds success, right? Most of us, when we've tried to make a change in our life, we have a lot of times and a lot of examples of where it didn't work. People come to me all the time, I'm the kind of person who doesn't stick with anything. I'm the kind of person who quits everything they start, right? So we've got this mindset, right? And one of the things that small steps does, it allows us to have a little bit of success, and then that really brings more. We always think if we get motivated and take an action, but it also works the other way around. We take an action, we're successful. It builds
1: our motivation and and our confidence, I guess. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, your second step is concentrate your armies, and. In concentrating your armies when you were talking, that's where I learned of your journey. Mm -hmm. Because you said, I can do all these things, and it kind of relates to taking small steps, but I'm going to concentrate only on getting sober. I'm not going to concentrate on all these Mm -hmm. things. How is that kind of the next step? Yeah, I think it's
0: similar to small steps, right, in not taking on too much. But what happened to me is I would get, obviously didn't get sober the first time I tried. It took me a bunch of tries. And one of the things I realized is I would get sober, and suddenly I'd be sober a week and I'd look at the wreckage of my life and start thinking, I gotta fix it all. It's time to get back to college and I gotta get a good job and I need to make money and I need, you know. And all of a sudden I'm deluding myself all over the place and instead of really focusing. And so the time that I was successful in getting sober, that was all I focused on and everything else was secondary to that. Everything else had to take a a back seat to that. And then once that was sort of in hand, I could build from there. You know, and in the game of Risk, right? If you spread your armies out all over the place and you you own all this territory, but you got one army in each place, it's not going to be very long before somebody comes through and knocks the whole thing down. And same thing with this is to start by really focusing in an area and back to small steps, right? Not only is it good to take small steps with exercise, but a lot of us are like, I'm going to start exercising and I'm going to start meditating for 30 minutes a day, and I'm going to start reading inspiring literature, and I'm going to volunteer, I'm like,
1: we're going to do it all, and that usually doesn't work. Not past January 2nd anyway, which no. is why uh, people break, I think, their New Year's resolutions. The third step is making treaties and alliances, and yeah. you reference a study that says if you have six or more people in your corner, you're 40% more likely to be successful, which to me relates to one of the mistakes in my book is surrounding yourself with the wrong people, yeah. right? And you're just so much better off if you can find those people to help propel your success.
0: Yeah, I think that study is actually 5 times more likely. So it's five 500%. Times. Wow. Or at least some more recent studies I've read have that. I think it depends on the study, but it makes a huge difference, right? Just having some people. You know, I do behavior coaching work with people and I teach them a lot of things, but I think a big part of what I do is I'm just there to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just that very thing, having one person who's really invested in your success and that you're checking in with. I first discovered this because when I had a previous job, I would watch people all year long come in and be like, I'm gonna lose weight. And they'd do good for a couple of weeks and they'd fall off. And so one year I said, why don't we do a body fat challenge? And so we're all gonna contribute a certain amount of money and whoever loses the highest percent of body fat over a three month period wins the money. And everybody did amazing over those three months. And I don't think it was the money. I think it was that we were sort of all in it together and we were all talking about it and we were good naturedly teasing each other. Oh, you didn't go to the gym today? (laughs) You know, I mean, and so, but all of a sudden, all these people that I'd watched have very limited success had a great deal
1: of success. And I think it was just because we were working together. That's fantastic. What about the people, your experience at 24, where you're homeless, you're in a bad situation? What about the people who say, I just don't know how to find people who are going to help me do those things? How do you find, forget six, how do you find one? It's hard.
0: I think this is a real challenge of the modern world, and it seems to be getting worse. In my case, it was easy because you go into, I went into 12-step recovery, and there's meetings everywhere all the time. There was a community just waiting for me. So in that way, I found it pretty easy. I think it's a challenge today, but I do think that online can be a tool that can lead us to real world people. You know, if you look online and go search for meetups, there's all kinds of meetups of people that are doing what you're doing. You know, I think part of the reason CrossFit has been so successful Mm. is you go in and you're part of this community, right? It's not just you showing up and getting on the treadmill. You become part of this community. And so I think it takes work to look for and find it,
1: but they are there. That's good. I tell people, even before you can find the real people, just watch videos, tune into your podcast. You can find virtual people who at least give you the start down the journey. So that's true. Absolutely. Well, you have this great podcast. Tell us the title and tell us the fable behind that title for those who don't Mm -hmm. know.
0: It's called The One You Feed, and it's based on an old parable where there's a grandfather who's talking with his grandson. He says, in life, there are two wolves inside of us that are always at battle. One is a good wolf, which represents things like kindness and bravery and love. And the other is a bad wolf, which represents things like greed and hatred and fear. And the grandson stops and thinks about it for a second and looks up at his grandfather. He says, well, grandfather, which one wins? And the grandfather says, the one you feed. So I use that parable as a jumping off point for my interviews. The subtitle of the show is Conversations About Creating a Life Worth Living. So that parable is a great place for me to read to guests and ask them what they think about it.
1: It's a great parable, and it's a great thought, and it's so true. I mean, it's a truth, and, yeah. and we all know it. We see it, and I think the sooner you realize it, the better off you are. Rather than going through your whole life and then start feeding, being yeah. deliberate yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I heard that when I was in
0: recovery, very early, and it just, like a good parable does, it kind of hits you a lot more meaning than than is in the words, right? It it, it was very obvious. And in that case, my bad wolf was a very big bad wolf. I'm not even sure, certain I was feeding him anymore so much as he was just eating me. Oh, but wow. So it really resonated with me. But I've just always kind of come back to it because I think it really speaks to a fundamental truth about you know where we spend our time and our attention really dictates a lot of what we get.
1: Well, going back full circle, you do this behavioral coaching. You have this successful podcast, Feeding the Good Wolf. You have this It's really a why. It's a powerful mission, right, to help Mm -hmm. people. How much does it go back to your own story and kind of help you on your path to stay sober and to stay uh, going according to this success path?
0: I started the podcast to a large degree because I felt like I needed it. Wow. I thought, you know what, if I interview these people every week, I'll have to read their book. I'll be literally swimming in these ideas. And that's what I need. Because my mind, if I leave it alone... It does not go to a good neighborhood i am not one of those people that is naturally positive inspired and productive i will go to a dark place i've wrestled with depression all my life i mean so i needed it and so
1: that's why i started it well it's fantastic and i highly recommend it and the fact that you feed it and fed people watching this today is great it's quite a story and having grown up in a family where we saw people we would take in do well and others not Mm -hmm. do well there's nothing to me more impactful <laughs> and encouraging than to see someone who's been through these difficult things and overcame it. Because yep. we all know people who just didn't. And, yep. Yep. Um, we'll and I, I know how challenging that is. So yep. um, I'd love to highlight the opportunity to look at someone who has done it and can point the way to others who are also experiencing that. Because yep. we're all addicted to something. and. Yep. Getting addicted to the, to the positive and to the better things and tuning into the better side is, is a lifelong challenge. So, it sure is. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. And if you like what you hear, please rate us in iTunes. Until next time, remember... Don't settle for the mediocre, always aim higher.